The Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. Luke Tour and Richard Thomas to bring you all the reaction from the weekend's action. Um, and we'll start off. Uh, with uh, Liverpool, was it eight points clear now, mate? At the top of the, the top of the Premier League. Eight points clear, mate. Eight points after a two-one win at home to Leicester, um, which was included a, a stoppage time penalty, mate. So lots of drama. Yeah, it was lots of drama, but I think you know what's come out of the game is that you know Leicester was slightly unlucky. But when you, the the overall game, I mean, Leicester had one shot on target. Yeah. Um, and we sort of created like a lot of chances where we're just not ruthless enough. And I knew, even when I was watching it, uh, you know, one nil is never going to be, uh, you know, one nil you're always on edge. So um, did you ever get a feeling that? I mean, obviously, because the weekend before it was it was the Sheffield United game, wasn't it? Where Sheffield United did a really good job of containing Liverpool. Did you think that um, perhaps, you know, I know not 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 that. Leicester were doing the same, but you know they'd almost learnt lessons from watching that game and, and knew how to sort of to to, to I wasn't even, to, to stifle Liverpool a little bit, or was it just the fact that I think I think Sheffield Liverpool weren't clinical. To be honest with you, I think Sheffield United done a better job than Leicester at stopping us. They kind of like um, Sheffield United defended really well in terms of stopping our fullbacks from. Mm. As soon as like Trent and uh, Robinson got to a certain point in like you know getting to a, a progressive point in the, on the pitch they sort of got like um, there was like a barrier up but Leicester game was more I'll literally put it down to is didn't take our chances yeah. and then Leicester are a good team there's no doubt about it they're very well organised well you know what you're going to get there with a Brendan with Rodgers squad aren't you? they're going to be really well drilled and, and really well organised and they're going to they give you a tough game aren't they so no, definitely and then I think it got to about 65th minute where we started the second half really well and we still hadn't scored and you know that if you're playing against a decent team... Mane scored in the first half, mate. Yeah, Mane scored in the first yeah. half. But what we've I'm saying got, we've is got like, to talk about that goal, obviously, before I mean, we get anywhere else. Yeah, um, so that was probably one of the best passes from Milner. Great that pass, was it? Great vision, yeah, wasn't like it? I mean, I like, John, Johnny Evans obviously nearly gets there with his foot, doesn't need to block it. But, I mean, it's, it's got the weight of pass. The weight, it's got that the speed. Weight. I think he just yeah. gets deceived by the actual I don't know, spin on the ball, whatever it was. But yeah. I love it when I see like a, like a right-footed player play a left-footed pass like that. Because I think that's just techers, you know what I mean? Like yeah. quality, like can. Mm. So that, that was brilliant from Milner. That was a great ball. Uh, Marley is Mr. Like, consistency, like I said to you before the pod, isn't it? he's, just, he's just unbelievable this, 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 this year. I mean, yeah. How many goals is that now? Marnie's got about he's got about six, seven goals now. Um and he's got a goal in the Champions League as yeah. well. But Marnie's like it's an impressive he is, return already. Um yeah, definitely. I think Marnie almost just epitomizes what we're about. Like he's almost like he's he's one thing I love about Marnie, he's got a great temperament. Like he scores in big games. Even and I'll I'll go back to the game where we lost in the Champions League final against Real Madrid. He got the equaliser in that game. Yeah. Where where the way he plays is Always the same, if you know what I mean. Like no matter what game it is, he'll mm. yeah, and he's and he's great like defensively as well. He put in this like wicked tackle in, in the first half where not you wouldn't see a lot of sort of tacking wingers yeah. do a tackle like this, but he probably was really close to the box as well. But the way he tackles is just like and that obviously Anfield like proper applause because mm. it's like attacking player. You do so much for us going forward, but the fact that you actually come back and I think that's what separates him. And someone like Salah, like Salah, brilliant goal scorer. Don't get me wrong, but he doesn't do the defensive work. Yeah, that Mane does. And yeah. I think Mane's just, I think yeah, like I said, I think he epitomised Liverpool in terms of his like never give up 
type of mentality and then his goal he's great now, finish great finish, finish. Yeah. and now he's just actually turning into a like a reliable goal mm-hmm. scorer as well I mean you add that to like everything that he's got already he, he's just like I'll go as far as to say like he's um out of him and maybe De Bruyne are two best players in the Premiership at the moment well he's certainly in form mate that's for sure but yeah he's on, he's on wicked form so um, obviously one nil out and you know like I was saying you know you need that second goal mm. Premiership you can never just hang on to one nil so got to 70th minute Leicester started coming into it I started getting worried I'm thinking oh. yeah. and then they get the equaliser it was 10 minutes to go didn't they, they got the, Madison got the goal didn't they and, yeah. uh, I mean some people have said put a bit of blame on Alisson um, Alisson sorry um, Adrian for that, for that I mean I think it's a bit harsh because hit at him and low underneath and he hasn't just he just hasn't got his legs closed in enough time, has he? I, don't, I yeah, think it's harsh to, to, to break him for that, if I'm honest. It's funny how sometimes with keepers, sometimes when it's more closest to you, it's probably harder. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. In terms of if that was a bit, a couple of yards to the right, you might actually be able to push it away. But now, Alisson, I, I can't like fault Alisson at all. I think um, it's just one of them things. Where, yeah. You know what I mean? But so they score, and um, so I'm watching it and I'm thinking about all types of responses that I'm going to give to people uh, saying, oh, Liverpool bottled it again. Do you know, like you're going through your head. I'm like, ah, oh, what am I going to say? Like, you know, like people, a lot of people are going to be sort of throwing, throwing stuff at me. So um, I'm watching it and then like, obviously we're into injury time. So mm-hmm. like 94th minute and uh, we get a penalty and I'm like, oh my God. Crazy, penalty. crazy penalty to give away as well. You just, anyone watching that is just screaming at the defender, just boot it clear. And no, he's, definitely. He's, like, he's, he's, and clear your lines. God knows what he's doing. He's trying to take a touch I, and I turn or something. I don't know what he's doing. He, and he gets caught on the ball, obviously, and then sticks a leg out and Mane goes over and it was a penalty, definitely. And I think people have questioned, you know, well, you well, know a lot of the Leicester players, we've, we've been making diving signs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, the, the thing about it, Mane, this is, this is the truth is, Mane's not a very good diver. In terms of, don't get me wrong, he didn't dive. He exaggerated the contact. Well, he was asked about it in the interview, and he said, "I, t- I felt, I felt the touch, so I went down." I went down, yeah. And I think, like, I think I've seen it um, a lot of different pundits, um, like Michael Owen this weekend, or oh, you can uh, discount anything he says anyway. But yeah, well, he's a striker, <laughs> and I think, like, if you was a manager. And you know your your player go like oh he stays on his feet oh well done for staying on your feet mate but now we've drawn go down mate go down and win us the game I'm sure if you was a manager you'd be saying mate well done because that's what you do the defender's stupid enough to make a decision it's like it's like Christmas isn't it I'll yeah. take that yeah. all day long yeah. so the defender was foolish we like uh, and then like one one thing I'm thinking of at the moment we are like. Where I'm watching us now, it reminds me of watching Man United in their heyday. Where I'm not even joking. In terms stretch, of, right? No, stretch. no, no, no. When I'm saying that, I mean United. A lot of times they wouldn't even play that good, but somehow last minute goal, they get, they, they penalty, get, Fergie get, time, and get, all that get shit. A win at any means, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah do you know what I mean? If, like, even if you've got to win ugly, you win. Sort of thing. Yeah. Well, it's just win by any means necessary. Yeah. And we seem to be able to, no matter what, be. Uh, 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 What's it called? Henderson ball going through his legs last week against yeah. Sheffield United, or us getting a penalty in the last minute. We seem to be. We're something's happening, isn't it? Something, something's forced, conspiring to, to, to mean that you're you're winning these games. Yeah. Force is strong, man. Force yeah, is strong, man. Yeah. So a shout, shout out, obviously, to, to Milner, obviously, because um, Salah was off the pitch and Milner stepped up and and he loved his celebration as well. He's, he took, yeah, took a real confidence. Ninety fifth well, minute as well, you know, to well, step up like that. And that as and as well the VAR check as well. Because oh, when yes, it went, of course. When he went yeah. to VAR check, I was actually thinking. I, I actually thought, you know what, we're going to get screwed over it. I actually felt that like they would, but then I, I, did, I did have a thought in my mind that they always kind of go with the referee's decision, unless it's yeah. a clear and obvious dive, which it wasn't. It was contact. 
So when it was given, I was thinking, Millie, come on, Millie, like, just score, just score. And I love the way, like, I wouldn't want no one else on that penalty, not even Salah, I'd rather Milner on that penalty because Milner's just got, like, a like, calm head. He slots it and um, his celebration's just like, you know, he does, like, a, almost like a Shakiri celebration where he just puts, you know, he crosses his arms like, yeah, I'm a boss, you know what I mean? And it's, it's a bit uh, Cristiano Ronaldo-esque, wasn't it, that? It was, yeah. yeah, it was a bit like that. And that's, like, almost not out of character for Milner, but I think he's just, like... Well, to step up in the 95th minute and put a penalty away with that conviction, yeah, I mean, you can yeah, celebrate yeah, you celebrate, right, Exactly, right? exactly. So, I mean, um, yeah, we're fully on the march, man. Eight wins out of eight. Um, and what is even making me even more optimistic about what, what's going to happen going forward is I don't think we've even come out of, like, second gear, mm. if I'm honest. It's really weird. Like, we've won eight games, but all of them games, we could have done better in certain... T- we Basically, we have not. We're far from peaked yet. Um, so... And always nice to go into the international break. Obviously, in that position, obviously eight, eight points clear, and you know it is looking good, bro. It's looking yeah. good. It's looking like um, you know we'll go, we'll, we'll obviously we're going to touch on the uh, city game later, yeah. and then we'll bring it all together with the title wins. But um, yeah, so let's get let's get, get over to your game now. I mean, um, yeah, it's a massive win for you guys. Two one away victory at, at, at West Ham, which Palace went up to fourth for Saturday and, and finished the weekend in sixth after after yesterday's results and Sunday's results. But um, yeah, mate, I mean, West Ham typically been a difficult place for Palace to go, especially the, the, the Olympic Stadium as well. Mm. Have um, you won there before? No. Was that your first win? I think okay, that, yeah. that was our first win. At, um, I think it was our first win at West Ham since uh, 2015, actually, as well. West Ham away, actually. I think that was Glenn Murray and Scott Dan getting the goals there, and that, then that, that one. But um, and that was when it was at the bowling ground, of course. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I went to our first game at the Olympic Stadium, and uh, first off, to say it's, it's not a football stadium. You know, you're so far from the pitch. It's a little, I, I, I like it. I kin it a little bit to uh, being at Newcastle because you're so far away from the so pitch. But at least at Newcastle, yeah. you know, it's a fo- football stadium and you're just up high. But yeah, you, I was in the, you know, I was in the upper tier at the back and you just felt so removed from the action. But to be fair, Palace fans went there, made a hell of a noise. Um, first off, I mean, barring West Ham had a spell about the first 10 minutes and then you know five minutes I think sort of around the half, half hour mark but I thought we looked really good and had a couple of opportunities uh, Vicente Huayta made a really good um, save and he's someone who's really really doing really well and mate best Spanish keeper in the league at the moment mate I tell you that he is headed to Haya by miles isn't he but at the moment um, I don't know about head of Adrian but you know I'll oh mate by far head of Adrian as well mate you know what I mean when you, when you, do, know, you look at the stats it, it backs it up mate it's um, and, and you know what, what have you been told about stats mate stats don't always tell the truth generally. well you know 60% of the stats always made up mate they? but you know it's 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 it's, it's, it's um, no definitely he is, is someone who has coming into his own and, and, and really has sort of made that number one spot his and we've talked you know, million, uh, you know hundreds of times on the pop before around sort of having the difference having a, a good keeper makes how is it breeds confidence through the defence and talk, oh definitely definitely talk definitely. about the Palace defence Jesus Christ I mean Martin Kelly and, 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 and Gary Cahill were immense absolutely were immense, immense. Yeah, and yeah. for me they're, they're Palace's first choice centre back at the moment are they yeah, even, even if Mavado Saka is fit again he, 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 he can't get a look in at the moment those two are just solid absolutely solid what happened to where's Tomkins at then? Uh, he he he's he made he's the bench. He's he's only just come back to full fitness, but he won't okay. he won't get ahead of those two at the moment. I mean, you can't change. You them can't actually them. move them at the moment. They, like they are they Kelly. are so they good. They really are, mate. They, the Kelly. I mean, I've spoken about the pod a, f- mm. a few times about Kelly. How he's really has matured into a, a sort of a, a great centre back. Um, and Gary Cahill. He was, I mean, Luka Milivojevic was solid. was uh, was out suspended, so he took the captain's armband. He's only been at the, the, the club since um, the start. 
start of uh, August, or was it in the July he joined? Anyway, um, uh, he's a leader of men. I mean, he is. You you can you can tell why he's sort of been at the level that he's been at and, and won everything that he has because he is just I mean I think that yeah the same I think that was just like a great signing like oh, an man, amazing signing because unbelievable. I think as well with Cahill you know you've got to look at um like I think John Terry as much as like people don't like him I think he was like an outstanding centre back like yeah, one of the yeah. best that the Premiership's ever seen and he played alongside him for a good five years I mean he probably gone to Palace and probably I can imagine him sort of taking over that back line like yeah. this is I've been playing at this high level and now I can bring this to Palace and you see that with, is it, do you get him on a free as well? Yeah, yeah free as well so you, right. see, you, you see that in, in like the way he, he, he sort of talks my mate Ian came to the Wolves game with me his first Palace game he'd been, been to for a while and he plays as well so he, he watched Kale for a bit and he said to him, he, he just does not mm. stop talking and that's a sign of a, like a you know I mean you watch him he's just he's not even, he wasn't even the captain that game he was just ordering people around against Wolves that's like a confident centre back isn't yeah, he? yeah he, you he, need that it's like telling Van Dijk people where they need talking. to be and what they need to be doing and, and, and who needs to be pulling in the way and who needs to be picking up whatever and it's just yeah born leader and he's just the way he just walks with authority and he's just he's just Who's yeah, class yeah. as a centre half? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I've got to say as well, big shout out to the midfield as well because uh, James McCarthy and James McArthur both started as well, and they were immense. I mean, McArthur actually um, dropped into the Luca role, whereas I thought Kota was going to do. But Kota again, he was fantastic. Jordan Nayu gave us everything that that you could want, <coughs> want to chasing everything down. And Wilfred Zaha's back to his old self now. The start of the season, I think maybe what happened in the summer might have affected him a little bit but now the last few games he's really coming back into it and there was a, a part in the, a, a, a bit in the first half where he sort of did some mad little turn on uh, who's the uh, left back Cresswell Creswell, yeah, yeah Creswell. Um and actually he took him out of the game and then squared it to Schlapp he wasn't ready for it um, and that was cleared off the line but yeah so first half entertaining game mate but then West Ham, I think it was sort of like 10 minutes in to the, to the second half. Um, got their go out of some mad 18, I think it was like 14 or 18 pass move. A great finish. And mm. even though it came from PBA side, I thought we had a good game. He, he sort of let that one go and he came in. And um, I can't remember who crossed it across for, for Haller. Who's, yeah. who's a very good player. I like him. He's, he's a, he's he a does look good. He does look good, doesn't he? Yeah, he but holds I think the ball well. To be fair, whenever you, we sort of, the, the, as, a, as a winger or a right wing back, put that ball into the, um, what do they call it? If you're an FA... If you're doing your FA badges, they call it the PMO, the position of maximum opportunity, because it's that little bit in front of front of, front of the goal, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I just had to sort of stick a leg out and, and direct yeah, it. Finish it yeah. And I actually, I was watching that, and I actually thought Vicente Guaita saved it because it sort of caught his legs. It went through his legs. And it caught his legs as he as he went down, mm-hmm. and I, I actually thought he saved it because someone walked in front of me just as, oh, just as I saw him oh, saw him yeah. touch his leg. I was like, yes, he saved it, and I looked up and obviously yeah, both, both walked past and yeah, and yeah, yeah. go back and back in there. Um, and then we come back into it from from a, a, a penalty. Declan Rice, God knows what he was doing with his arm up there. Um, yeah, I saw that one. That was a really Coyote strange, hooks it back in, and yeah, I, I don't change uh, str- movement in it. Like, what are you doing there? Like, the penalty so was right, it? rightfully given because the ball was in, the, the arms in an unnatural position. It was up yeah, in the air. it was it was a blatant penalty. I, I like Declan Rice, but that was a blatant penalty. Yeah, and yeah. PBA stepping up. I mean, say in in place of Luca. Apparently he was asked before the game to take it. He looked confident. He really did. T- oh, he did take good, it with more confidence. Mate. Really good penalty. Really good penalty. Like, no problem. And we had our chances um, up until then. It, it was a bit of sort of. Like, it was a good game. I thought it was like a not end to end, but you know there was a lot of competition there. And then yeah, I mean ninety sixth minute, eighty sixth minute, I think it was, um, which ended up being longer because of the VAR check. Um, Wolf gets fouled. 
ball comes in out. Townsend, who only came on the pitch sort of I think ten minutes before, um, he we've not seen a lot of Andros this season, but he came on and he did really well. Too. Well, why is that though? Is it, is it like is he just? Because he, I think at one point it was almost like Wilf and like yeah. Wilf and. And Andros, uh, Andros yeah. on either side, but he seems to. Like, I think Roy. I think Roy has done an amazing job. But I gotta say, I know he's only eight games gone, but I'm thinking obviously there's a reason he's not playing, isn't there? Well, yeah, um, there is, I mean he hasn't. He, he ended last season in scintillating form, but he hasn't. He just hasn't picked it up again this season, and, and rightfully he's not therefore not been playing because of that. And when he's come off the bench, and hopefully now you know this will give him the you know he's come on and made that impact that will sort of give him the confidence to do well in training and, and earn his. Starting position, and also you know what I think that's like a, it's good, good to have a player like Townsend on the bench because he's quite explosive, isn't he? Right. Like for, for for a team like Crystal Palace to bring in off Andrus Townsend, Christian Benteke off the bench, you know things like yeah, that. It's just it's crazy, you know what I mean? That's like, not bad at all. That shows us a good. You're yeah. finally finally now established Premier League club. If you've got definitely, these this qualities, we always talk to me strength and depth. Strength and depth, mate. You're bringing off two really effective players off the bench who mm. have got great Premier League experience that shows that where, how far you've there come you go, mate. there you Definitely. go and yeah so Andrew swoops in a, a great ball back in um, headed back across the goal by Martin Kelly and, and I was there to, to stick at home of course Lionel puts, fl- puts his flag up I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it real time thinking it's offside it looked, it looked, it looked offside it looked offside yeah, real time yeah, yeah, yeah. but then VAR ruled that uh, I think it was the, the right back maybe um, uh, was, was playing him on and yeah I mean they talk about VAR destroying the celebrations, I think, because it was it was it was either one minute twenty twenty one seconds or two minutes twenty one seconds. I can't. I think it was one minute twenty one seconds between the the goal and the decision being given. Yeah, it, it felt like forever, obviously. I can imagine. Yeah, but it was almost like a second celebration. The roar from the Palace fans and and Ayu celebrates it like a second goal. He's going to pump in his chest and yeah, no, definitely. I think VAR. You know, at the end of the day, I think though, we obviously spoke about it quite lengthily mm. last time we we did done the pod, and it was almost like. Um, you gotta just accept it. I think it's obviously gonna get it's gonna get better. Yeah. But you got like the offside calls. I think that's only you're getting decisions right. And that's what we've always well, wanted. So well no that, one can't really complain. Well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, especially when you come with with offside. I mean, it's 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 either offside or it's not. Simple, yeah. yeah. No, and, and so it's black and white. So there's no argument, is there? And nah, nah, there isn't. I mean, people will say, oh, if it's a toe or whatever. But if you're offside, you're offside. Yeah. you gotta just accept that. If the rule says now that any part of your body that can score a goal, you know, whatever it is, you know, yeah, and that that's what it is. You know, that that's that's part that's part of the rule, and that's what it is. And yeah, yeah mate, yeah. Imagine. I mean. For Palace to have fourteen points after, after eight, games, eight games, nine games yeah, a week, yeah, eight yeah. games, and you know, I'm, I know, perhaps pessimistic of me, but I'm still thinking this is getting another twenty six, get to forty, and then we can start thinking. You know, people are talking about you know, I don't know, chance for you or I just, just get us to forty points, and then we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes that's you know, I think you you almost go back to the way you maybe fought over previous seasons. Like no matter what, you never they, 40, don't 40, get 40 next points, game. It's all about yeah. next game. Yeah. Don't get a, like, well, especially, especially when you look at Palace's next. Five games are against the five teams ahead of them in the table as well. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. So I know you've less, got um, so, what so, a game coming up next. Uh, uh, Park. Yeah, we've got Man City. We've got we got. Um, you got a good result. Like I don't know if you've got a good record against Man City, but you well, give last them last season. Look, last season, you know, I think um, they just about won. Yeah, and then, and then obviously we beat them away, didn't we? Oh, did we draw last season? And then I remember the season before that they beat us at, uh, at theirs, but. Um, we got it was nil nil in one game, wasn't Luke, it? Where Luke missed a penalty in the penalty last minute. Last minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, obviously Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, and Leicester would it Is be? It? Oh, that's that's interesting, and that's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, we've got to play all those those teams. So um, so I'm still keeping my feet firmly on the ground. I'm not getting too carried away. I'm just thinking forty points, and then we'll see what we can do. You know, people definitely, are thinking, definitely. well, you know, Roy did this with Fulham, and you know, took them to Europe, but. 
I'm, yeah, I'm not getting carried away, mate. I'm getting carried yeah, away. Yeah, no, fair enough. I think, well, you know, well, good start. I didn't actually... I, you know, I, I thought you might struggle a bit because obviously you let Bashwai go back to Chelsea and I was thinking firepower, but then obviously he's still got Ben Tegu. But I think Roy Hodgson, just, he's just a great manager. A, in terms of what manager. he can... You know, this is coming from a Liverpool fan. I think he's... You know, I'll say he's... He's better being the underdog. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent, and that's yeah. you know, and, and, and not taking anything away from him. He's a great manager, but he's definitely well, that, better. That, that's being probably yeah, because he, he's a defensive minded manager. He builds from the back, and that's that's what you need yeah. from an underdog sort of thing. So, um, yeah, mate, absolutely over the moon to be in this position. Um, coming into another international break. Yeah, um, happy days. Man. I don't know if you want to touch on that. We could talk about the the, the sort of the games at Czech Republic and, and Bulgaria coming up a little bit, mainly because of maybe I mean our interest will be in the young kids potentially playing. But um, as for now. Do you fancy uh, we'll make a cup of tea and have a bit break and then we'll come back to talk yeah, about let's this have weekend's a, action? Yeah, let's have a break and then when we come back we're going to touch on all the other topics of this weekend. Lovely. Speak to you soon. Welcome back to the Six Spotter Podcast. And Rich, we're just going to touch on a couple of the games which yeah, stood out for the weekend. Yeah, to talk about, definitely. I mean, I you, mean, you wanted to start with um, a big well, shock down on the south coast, didn't it? Brighton 3, Tottenham nil, mate. Yeah, I think the wheels have fallen off at um, you know, Tottenham. I, think, I, I do think, they, you know, like if a team sort of reaches their peak mm. and they don't win something, like I think Tottenham had to win something. Like that season where, I think it was like Leicester won the title, I think they kind of bottled it that season. Like, you yeah. know, Tottenham have been sort of labelled bottlers, and it's a bit, a bit harsh because I think they, at one point, well, they're still a good team, but you can see that it's basically come to the end of their sort of cycle. You can see that for Tongan, uh, for Malin. Do you think this is the end for, end for Pochettino then? Because a lot of people are saying this. I mean, it's, it's, it, you, you can't see him sacking him because of the job that he's done, but do you think he might walk or. No, no, well, you I might not see him walking well, unless if, someone if, comes if, in if, for him. If he knows that. If he knows he's going to get sacked, he's, he, he might walk before he, he gets pushed, sort of thing. Like, I, 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 I doubt that because if you think about these these days, look at the, the, the severance pay that he'll get paid off. I True. think he got uh, a six year contract. Yeah, so, so he's, he's tied he's, in, he's he's tied get, in yeah. at Tottenham. Yeah. But I don't think there's issues there. Like Ericsson wants to kind of go. When you've got. He wanted to go in the summer, didn't he? he Surprised he didn't go, yeah. He didn't go. Yeah. Um, Daniel Rose didn't go on their tour. Do you remember? He yeah, got left yeah. behind. He was looking for a club. I mean, for me, that's just like uncertainty. And uncertainty breeds uncertainty on the pitch. I think it's now it's cu- coming out onto the pitch where, is it for Tongan wants to go? Ardevaro. Mm-hmm. They're both in their like, last year's their contract. Yeah, Ardevaro. If he goes in a freedom, that's someone's going to pick up an absolute bargain. He's, I think he's a very good, very, he's very good. good but I think as well, like he's, you know, both of them are kind of like 30 now, 31, I think, um, for mm. Tongan. And basically, I just don't think they just didn't win anything to carry them further. You know, like, I think they've, they've, it's going to be hard for them to come back. I don't think they've got an away win since January. Blimey. That's crazy. That like, insane. Tottenham, not away win since January. That's incredible. I mean, obviously, there was an incident earlier in the game where I think it was Brighton's first goal and it more play headed in, but Hugo Reese. We we talked about this before the pod, didn't we? Like trying to understand what he was doing. We, potentially, I, just, I I think he was trying to catch it, but he sh- that he he was in two minds where he should have pushed it. Over. I mean, obviously he should have pushed it over, but um, he sort of then his his arm bent back in a strange way and he's dislocated his elbows. What come out and, and you say he's out till January? Is that what you yeah, heard? That's what I'm saying, yeah, uh, I mean exactly. that's, that's a big loss to lose the captain, and, and he's no doubt a, a fantastic goalkeeper, one that I I highlight I break really high in the Premier League, but. Um, yeah, sort of a strange decision by him, and 
unfortunate um, injury for him and, and, and all of a sudden they're sort of one nil down aren't they? yeah I mean I obviously think that he Loris is a great keeper but he has made sort of errors over the last sort of three years where some of them have just been I mean even last season I don't know we saw the one against Liverpool where Salah heads it back across mm. but the header's so weak but for some reason he doesn't catch it mm. and he pushes it on to I think it's for Tongan and it's our own goal and we managed to win the game whatever I think he's, like, he's incredible. I mean, uh, they talk about on the on the goalkeepers union podcast about goalkeepers like some goalkeepers build up credit. So when it make, when they make a mistake, it's just that like, with their oh, fans. No, course, like, oh, okay. no, I'm not saying he's an exceptional keeper. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He's an but I think he has. Yeah, I'm just saying he's made some yeah. errors you know, over the last sort of two years. But um, yeah, I think Tottenham are at a point where you know they seem like they're lacking a lot of belief. When I've seen them playing, they're not playing with that zest. I mean. I think wish we could there's say a the rumour I wish we could say the same when they played against Palace but yeah go on uh, yeah no they did actually <laughs> take care of you like, yeah. there's a rumour that basically when it comes to the Champions League final um, the way that sort of Pochettino just brought Kane back into the team yeah. even though he hadn't played for like I think it was like a month he hadn't played for mm. um, and it's, it's funny because I, I see that Pochettino was in a hard uh, predicament there yeah. because if he doesn't play him and then Liverpool win and then you know you left Kane on your bench yeah. like your your world class striker but then I think what he does for the rest of the team like the rest of the team that got him to the Champions League final well, well more I mean, and especially you know what I mean the, the fact that he had that run didn't he he's got a in that semi-final yeah. and then obviously he carried it on the Premier League as well didn't he towards the end of that season so yeah. he, he would have felt particularly hard done by wouldn't he so. yeah I just think, I just think his, the squad might have felt like no matter what Kane is like the Untouchable. Yeah, untouchable. He's untouchable. <laughs> I do, he do feel as well like Kane. Like even if he was a Tottenham player, I feel like because he is like the golden boy. He is, and he's the golden boy of like you know. And he Kane's an outstanding striker, but he almost break gets a lot of the attention as well. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. when Tottenham win, it's all about Harry Kane. Yeah, Harry Kane you know what I mean? Like so, I don't know. I think there's a there's a disharmony at Tottenham, and then now it's just coming out on the pitch, and I think they might struggle. To, actually, I don't think they're going to get top four. It's a big shout, man. Obviously, well done to Brighton. Uh, the youngster was at Colony scoring at either, tie, either side of half time. Um, and he had a great weekend. We, we talked about this as well, pre pod, that he got two goals, didn't he? And then um, Mick McCarthy gave him a call and up, up to the, uh, the, the, the national team. So, um, yeah. decent one for him. Uh, what was the uh, other one you wanted to, to mention in particular? Was it the uh, Villa? Well, I, I wanted to mention Villa uh, Norwich, yeah. mainly because I said to you beforehand, you know, I know being a Palace fan, was he coming up as a newly promoted club? You almost look at the fixtures and you think teams that you come up with, you, you those are games that you need to win, sort of thing like that. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, and you know, the, the Man City's away, Man United away, the big clubs away, it's a free hit almost. But yeah. these ones you, you've earmarked as ones where, all right, we need to win these so games. These ones are like six up. points. Yeah, six points. exactly. Like, yeah. You know, you're playing Even against, this early on in the season, it really is. Yeah, you're playing against who you're battling with down there. I think you've got to do, got to get a good record against them. I think any team that doesn't get a good record against the teams they're playing against, if they've come up, we're going to go down. Yeah. So, yeah. and Villa, that's a great win for Villa. Like, 5-1 um, away at Norwich. And Defensive shambles, must be said, from, from Norwich. First. I think especially the first sort of two goals and then the penalty. Um, yeah, it was, it was... It was. I think it was Villa's last goal was that was a bit of a peach, wasn't it? Um, who, who was it that hit that one? It was the... Was the um, Double barrel name kid uh, Douglas Luis. That's him. Oh, there we go. He he scored the the fifth, and that was a, that probably the pick of the bunch oh, yeah, for me. Yeah, nice, nice little curler into the top corner. But, um, yeah, just going back to that though. I mean, that's why this league is just incredible because you think of like Norwich City beat you know Man Man City a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then they go and lose five one at home to Villa. I mean, you just can't predict it at the moment what's going to happen from game to game. The only thing you can know that is. Liverpool got a good chance of winning. Oh well, well that, <laughs> but, um, that, that, anyway, that, that, that feeds quite nicely into obviously 
Man City, City being beaten two not home to Wolves, yeah. um, and Adame Traore getting both goals. And I said to you, didn't I? Um, in the last probably did I saw I saw him obviously because he post played Wolves just before, and I was really impressed by him. Um, and he really did shine. Um, I think Wolves sat in, absorbed a lot of pressure, and then caught them on the break. It was pretty classic sort of not smash and grab, but you know the way that they won um, using the pace um, and two great finishes from Traore. And obviously mm. then that compounds. Um, Man City's uh, misery by Liverpool obviously getting the result and going eight points clear as well. Yeah, I mean, big I gap. Think, well, it's a big gap, and City, you know, it's showing that even when like, like end of last season they had to bring Vincent Company into the team because yeah. they were like, you know, they needed some leadership and just that experience. The way they've lost that Laporte, that's the biggest one for them. Yeah, like you know, Stones. I think he's a really good. Stones like he's good on the ball now, but sometimes I just don't think he's like a commanding centre back. He yeah. needs to be playing alongside a commanding centre back, and I think you'll get the best out of him. Otamendi's not a commanding centre back, and that's why they City never played them two at the back last season. Like they avoid their all costs. Um, so do you think it's also an impact of losing company from the squad as well, from the dressing room as a voice? Even if he wasn't playing, you know, he's, he's we talked about off off. Did we talk did we yeah, about yeah, Gary Cahill? Yeah. Was obviously in, in his and his um, leadership qualities. When you take someone like that completely out of the picture, all of a sudden you're missing the voice. Yeah, you. Someone's, like, someone's got to fill that void, isn't they? It's no, that's so true. It's a, a big point to make. Sometimes you you can't um, underestimate like off the field. I think even that's why yeah, going back to Liverpool, Milner, like Milner, seriously, he is like he just epitomizes. Basically, he's like Klopp's go-to guy like he even Klopp's come out and said it a lot of times like if it wasn't for I think he said he literally said what I love about Klopp he, he's so um, you know glorious manager but anyway my point is <laughs> is that um, he said like he wouldn't have been able to win the Champions League if it wasn't for like Milner and Henderson yeah because they get the message across to the boys and he, the way he's you know what I mean the way he bigs them up he, he ain't doing that for no reason so that shows the importance of having that older player who's got such like knowledge and experience to be able to the younger ones get them calm yeah. you know Talk certain things like that before, yeah. Yeah. So, I think, yeah. so I think you know and the funny thing about it why, what gives me encouragement about the season and as, you know it's eight games gone I can't help but smile at the moment yeah. do you know what I mean but my point is like I feel like um City have lost to Norwich and you see what Norwich, it's not like and they've lost to Wolves mm-hmm. not teams so for me they are vulnerable they haven't lost to Chelsea yeah, or yeah, yeah. someone so yeah, obviously there's 30 games to go still so there's, there's a lot 30 of, games lot, to go man. Lot, 30 games to go to play, but yeah no, I, I understand what you're saying do you know what I mean um, other side of Manchester then obviously oh. Newcastle getting their uh, 1-0 victory um, there and there's, <laughs> I showed you just before we came on the pod the uh, uh, excerpts was it from the, after the PSG game BT Sport and Rio Ferdinand's um, court oh, saying you know I'll just give him, a, give him a bit of paper and tell him he can write whatever numbers right, he wants right. you know, Oli, Oli's at the wall Man, Man United are back right. and <laughs> Solskjaer again another, another manager who's under a bit of pressure now mate because of the, the money they have spent and the expectation obviously of, of the football club as well but um, yeah what would you I mean would you sack him now I said I said November, they get rid of him. Yeah. Um, I don't know, mate. It depends. It depends on on the one of um, games who they've got to play and, and and the next sort of you know Premier League is you put string three results together and you know you're. That's true, but you're jumping again. The, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. No, no, definitely. But I, I watched uh, that second half of that game actually, and United at the moment play such like their football is diabolical. Like Newcastle away, Newcastle. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I mean. 
It also goes back to the, the sort of the thinking and, of the, of the, the credentials of, of, of him in the first place. You know, we spoke about this. You know, why why should he be given such a job? Like, it's crazy for him to be given. It doesn't given make a job that sense. Size. It doesn't even make sense. Like, you, how do you go from uh, Cardiff, where you got relegated with them, to Mulder, to Manchester United? Mm. You've got. It's just, it's, it's amazing. I, I, I love the Tivoli league and Elite Seven, I should say, out there anyway. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I understand. He's been, I understand. He's been, I think but he's been exposed so bad. Well, well, from a Man United point, because, how do you go from Mourinho yeah. to, to a Solskjaer? So you know what I mean, what? like you go from one of the most sort of experienced managers there is. You know, yeah, he's, yeah. he's managing in God knows how many different countries at the top top level. Yeah, yeah. To then to to a bloke who's this yeah. face it not far off a novice, isn't no, it? No, it's true. Yeah. And I think this is what, as a fan what you'd find disheartening. It's like you know if you've got a manager that comes in. And there's no blueprint. Like, you know, you, you, Hodgson, you know the way he plays. Yeah. As soon as he come in, he knows he's got you organised. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever you got, Pep, Klopp, with yeah. our pressing. Um, but then you've got, like, someone comes in, you actually, like, say you're watching your team play, and you actually don't know what they're going to do. That's what I think it's like for United fans at the moment. Mm. They're so, like, they've got no pattern of play. I'm sure even you've got a way of getting it to your wins. Yeah, yeah well, he's playing. You know I mean? Do normally drive in the middle these days, but yeah, no idea. I completely, I completely agree with you, mate. It's, it's, um, must be frustrating oh. as well for uh, Man United fans, eh? Oh, man, I'm loving it. <laughs> loving it, mate. Loving it. This is a wonderful time. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, well, obviously, international break um, coming up now for the, um, I think we've got, is it uh, Czech Republic away on Friday night? And then I think it's the following Monday we've got Bulgaria away. I mean, I know you're not much of an international football fan. You're going to be watching the games. You've got any interest in it at all? Uh, yeah. Friday night game? A, when I watched the last England game, there was a stat that they, the commentator said. Go on. And he said, like, England haven't lost a qualifier for, like, nearly 10 years or some shit. Is that so? Yeah. That can't be right. Really? They haven't lost a qualifier. Well, I'm thinking, see, McLaren is. Well, that was that was yeah. That would be right, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but they haven't lost a, a game in the qualifiers. In the qualifiers, like you know, like they've been yeah, drawn, yeah, yeah. but they haven't lost a game. So who are they been playing against? Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, haven't lost a, no, a game. A game in the qualifier. Right? Yeah, yeah, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. In the actual group. Yeah. Not talking about you know obviously they they haven't won the Euros or the World Cup, but I mean anyway. Every time I watch the uh, England qualifiers, they've always got like poor teams in their group. I mean, what's England? What's the best team in England's group at the moment? Probably the team we face on uh, Friday. Obviously, I, I'd say Czech Republic. Czech Republic. I'd, I mean, I'd say probably. I know. Good Czech Republic. Oh, I don't think they're that good. Um, international football, just like unless it's the big tournaments, I just don't really get into the yeah. qualifiers. It seems to me disappointing games. Yeah, well, Czech Republic, Montenegro, and Bulgaria is this. Is, is, is yeah. Bulgaria. What about you? What, what game do you. I think I'll probably, I'll probably watch the game, mate. Because it's a Friday night game, and, you know. Um, the, the actually, game. no, I won't. I'm, I, I'm, I've just realised I'm doing something else. But if I, if I had the opportunity, I would, I would have watched the game. Says it all, innit? <laughs> Says it all, man. Um, Listen to it, mate. But, uh, but no, yeah, I mean, you, I think it's, it's interesting. I follow England with a bit of interest at the moment, I think, not because of what happened at the World Cup, but. You know, I think it's an interesting time that, in terms of expectation of England fans. So obviously, when Southgate came in, I thought that was it. England fans' expectation was at its lowest. You know, I don't think for for probably about twenty years or so, or probably since Keegan um, got 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 sacked, was it? And that was, I think that was someone said to me that was eighteen years ago today, or is it like that? The, the, the game against Germany, and he, he I wouldn't um, be surprised if it was that long was. ago. Yeah, yeah, that long. That was like, think about it. That was like a. Yeah, that must be. Yeah. Two, was it? Yeah, he said it was 18 years ago. I think, I'm, sure, I'm sure it was 18 years ago. So, yeah. 2000, 2001. Yeah, since then, then, I don't think England fans' expectations have been at their lowest. And Southgate took over right at the lowest ebb. And so he had that sort of with him. 
Um, and he obviously he's got the opportunity to blood some youngsters, which is nice because England fans haven't seen that particularly in in in, in well, the recent future. Oh, the re- re- sorry, the recent past. Um, so I'd be interested to see now. I think expectations are raised again. How how does how does Southgate perform under that sort of pressure? Like because well, you know, we, we go back again to credentials of being a manager, and and for me, I've said this before. I don't know that Southgate should have been given the job because. You know, England manager is someone who is on top of their game, have proven that they have, you know, yeah. can win, you know, sort of thing oh, like definitely, that. Definitely, definitely. Because he came from the under-21s. Under-21 manager, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. That, that's, why, yeah. that's why he got the job, because he was in the yeah. set-up. Yeah, but do, do you know what? Uh, one thing I, I think, one thing I, I really believe with Southgate is that he's doing good. Like, he got us to the, to the World Cup. Oh, there's no doubt. The final. Yeah. And, 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 he's, he's certainly and not, on that boost, didn't he? Yeah. It? And I love the way he's he seems to have changed everything in terms of, all the players he's brought in, it seems like a real team now. And yeah. we've got like some players, we've got some players, but we've got some serious well, it's exciting to hear the kid, talent. The kids coming serious through, talent coming through, that's true. Yeah. Hudson Doyle didn't get in the squad, I don't think he did. But that, you I'm know trying, what, mate. we didn't even touch on the Chelsea game, but you know who I think is a talent, Mason Mount. I yeah. didn't think he was that well, you good. Get, he's good. Gold, Obviously, he? Tony, like Abraham as well. Abraham, Abraham as well. I mean, he's got to be pushing Harry Kane for that starting spot, isn't he? Is it, you think is it England's starting striker? Because well, like, he, he's the informed he's, striker. He's the English striker, isn't he? He is the informed striker, man. But you know what? There's no, no chance. Yeah, we've you know Gary Southgate, and it, I think it's different when you're an England manager because it's almost like you stay. You can you can stay, you know I don't know what it's like being a manager. But can you imagine like you know you've got this guy it's like your lieutenant, yeah. and then like you got to turn around and say look. Wait, <laughs> this yeah, kid's doing better than you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we call him, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? But this guy's doing like, better than you. I think. I don't think he'll do it though. Harry Kane's dying. Yeah, 100%. I'll put bloody ground on it. Alright, well, I'll do that. Maybe, yeah, right. but. Um, anyway, you know. It'll be interesting, it'll be interesting to see. What, obviously, we can, we can touch on it a little bit sort of next weekend anyway, um, or, or the next time we do the pod. Yeah, and I was actually just going to say though, um, last thing, I, I do feel like. It'll be interesting to see what Southgate can do at the Euros because it's so important that England actually progress and do something. If they do, I think he'll go. Basically, if it doesn't work, it's so. What if he doesn't win it? No, if he not doesn't win it, but he's got to get to like semi-finals. Well, I think. this is what I'm talking about expectation because the final and the semi-final is both being held at Wembley. And it's almost like a home. Then they almost consider a home tournament to an extent. I mean, obviously they're going to be around around Europe. To be fair, um, so it's going to be good if you if you want to travel. To be fair, unless you want to go to where was the place that Arsenal the the uh, Arsenal and uh, Baku Baku. That, for some reason they got a game. They got a game. As one well. game, I think. They're in a one group game or something like that. But the rest of them tend to be you know within sort of a couple of hours of, of flight. So if you're an England fan, you can easily follow him. And then knowing that the semi final and the final is at Wembley. Is that expectation raised a little bit, you know, a little bit? And, that, and, that, and that's like you say. Oh, the home support, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, exactly. the England fans are going to be willing them on. I think it's, it is actually quality that is that, like... It's uh, reachable, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Wembley, it's like, if yeah. you could imagine to get a ticket... Uh, no there's probably some people that have probably got tickets already and they're going to sell I, I, them. I'm dread to think how much those, those tickets are going for, mate. Yeah, it's going to be something crazy. But what an experience... Sometimes you, just, you know what I mean. It'll be good, but um, yeah. On that note, yeah, we're gonna wrap up the show. Yeah, we'll leave it there, and then uh, so we'll be back next week, and then and we'll review a bit of that. And uh, anything else that happens, mate, that we want to talk about, because that's that's what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Anything else? That's what we do, man. We just All talk right. about well, football. Have a good week and take care. The Six Pointer Podcast. Uh,